hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Plan Hooky Bowfishing Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Cody. On this week's episode, I have the absolute privilege to talk to Matthew Schillinger and Derek Schmidt, uh, two guys, uh, names that you probably know in the industry for those of you listening, um, two big names, AMS, Mega Mouth, um, and, uh, you know, they were, they were gracious enough to hop on this podcast and, uh, have a little conversation. So Matt, Derek, how you guys doing today? We are doing great, Cody. Doing good, Cody. Pleasure to be on with you. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, you guys. Um, for those of you that don't know, these guys have their own podcast as well. And so, you know, we're just having just a couple of podcasters having a conversation about bow fishing. It's going to be awesome. Got that right. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, why don't you guys uh, just kind of give us a quick look into how you got into the sport of bow fishing. Um, you know, I know you guys have been around for a while and, and have been bow fishing for a super long time. And so how did you guys get into all this? Sure. Well, I started bow fishing here in the middle 80s. Um, and it wasn't a year-long passion like it is now. I kind of would go out and do some walleye fishing and crappie fishing on the local here, the big old plain. And um, a certain time of year, of course, when the carp were spawning, they'd be out there spawning, and I would be out there fishing, and I'd run home, get my bow fishing gear, and come back out there and shoot the carp for two to three days. And then when they were done, I would just kind of hang out from there for the rest of the year. And that was my first, you know, introduction to bow fishing. Um, just doing it for a very short time, and then that was it for the year. And, of course, um, since then, um, you know, it's pretty become my full-time passion uh, starting in the, you know, you know, 16 years ago uh, where I was doing it year-round the clock. But, yeah, I just kind of started out in the mid-'80s right here in central Wisconsin on our local flowages. Awesome. Yeah, and I guess for me, Cody, um, going to school here in, in Stratford, where, where the shop is located, I actually went to school. I was in the same grade with the owner of AMS's son. Um, we were really close friends all through school, and uh, we'd hang out and whatnot. And, and one night we went over, and Sawyer asked me, he goes, hey, do you want to go bow fishing with my mom and dad? And this whole time, I, I knew that Jeff and Cindy had owned this company, AMS Bow Fishing. Um, at the time, it was in, the, in a bunch of uh, shops behind their house, and uh all growing up, I grew up around hunting and fishing. I loved to whitetail hunt, you know, walleye fish, the whole deal. And um, so I was, I was gun ho to go give that a try. Um, I remember I was probably 12 years old. We went out, and it was just so – I had never really heard of it before, and it was just so crazy to me. We got these lights on this big boat, and we're shooting fish, and it was really, really cool. Well, fast forward probably four or five years after that, I was a junior in high school, and um, that's when I started working summertime help here. AMS and it kind of just kind of spiraled from there into into what we're doing today. So I guess my my first experience with it was back when I was probably eleven or twelve years old, and and kind of like Matt said, the rest kind of is history. Once I started working here seven years ago or so. That's awesome. I I really like you know it seems like a lot of people just kind of you know dip their toe into bow fishing and then all of a sudden it, it just explodes and almost takes over life a little bit. It's uh, it's a super addicting sport and uh, interesting how everybody kind of gets there the same way almost, you know? It is. Like you said, it's very addicting, and the bow fishing bug will get you. Yeah. <laughs> I think a, a, another quote about it is you never know what 
what you might do as someone who has, is bow fishing. You know, if you take a kid bow fishing or you, you talk about it, have a video or whatever, that could spark who knows how many people to go give it a try. And pretty soon they find themselves with a, a lifelong passion as well. You just never know what that can turn into. That's really a rewarding part of what Matt and I do. I'm sure you feel that same way, Cody. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's that's one of the main reasons I uh, I started this podcast was just to try and get more more info about bow fishing out to the next generation um, and really just trying to grow the sport because I mean, yeah, you guys, you know, I listen to your podcast and it sounds like you guys have the same heartbeat and uh, you know, it's super important to get the kids involved. And uh, I mean, obviously they're going to love it once they give it a shot. Yeah. No, no doubt about that. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of your podcast, why don't you guys just kind of dive in a little bit on uh you know that whole that whole deal i mean you guys have been going now for what four years yep four years now mm-hmm. that's awesome so who who kind of had that idea and then how did it progress from there well i'll tell you what cody you know probably you know five years ago or so yeah. um i'd be working in the shop here especially during the winter time hunting season and i was i was big into listening to hunting podcasts you know listening to steve Brunell on meat eater um Mark Canyon wired to hunt. And I would, I would find myself listening to these podcasts for hours and everyone in the shop would be like, how in the world can you listen to somebody talk for <laughs> that long? And I just remember thinking it's, it's the content that I'm listening to. Um, I love listening to it. And I remember, I remember thinking in the shop and I, I remember coming up to Matt and I said, Matt, I know this is going to sound kind of crazy. And podcasting was nearly as popular as uh, it is now back then. I said, we got to, we got to start a bow fishing podcast. There's, there's not a podcast out there that's solely bow fishing information, you know? And, um, we were just talking here before we, uh, you know, we had some, the beginning of the podcast, we would all huddle around the little snowball microphone. You know, we'd all be freaking <laughs> touching knees, talking to each other when we'd have guests on. Um, but that was kind of the, the spark of it. We really just wanted to be the first, the first bow fishing only podcast. You know, when you can, when you can claim that, that title almost you it really helps people um you know take your what you're saying a little bit more seriously because you were the first people to kind of jump on that bandwagon so it's been it's been very rewarding from there i'm sure matt feels the same way yeah absolutely and and we had a we, we, we had social media meetings and at that time it was more on facebook and and um youtube and stuff like that and we just were talking about what we can do to expand our social media reach at that time I guess it was five years ago when we started talking about it. And Derek did bring up the idea of a podcast, and we looked into it. And um, I was like, how are we going to talk for, you know, 30 to 50 minutes or an hour about both of you? He goes, we've got so many stories, we can make it work. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we bought a little podcasting network uh, after we had to get done with the snowball mic and um, just uh, – Kind of took off with it. A couple times we get a little busy. We don't get to do it as much as we'd like to for a couple times in the year. But this year we've been trying to really keep on a, on a nice two-week two uh, schedule. And uh, we're hoping to keep that moving forward on that, Cody. Yeah, and you know, I, uh, I've i been listening, you know, since you guys started it. And, I mean, was that was part of the, the inspiration here, you know. You guys are just across the border in Wisconsin and I was like, you know, if some Wisconsin guys can do it, somebody in Minnesota can do it too. And so, uh, absolutely, yeah. And so, you guys definitely, 
kind of, you know, you're, you're inspiring people to, to get more bow fishing content out there through your podcast. And so that's, that's super cool. Oh, we appreciate that's, that's that. good to hear. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, I also, uh, appreciate as an avid listener, the, uh, you know, every other week release, it's, uh, it's nice for that to hear that consistency so I can listen to it, you know? <laughs> so, right. Exactly. And it's like, and I know there was a, like our third year and stuff, we didn't have a lot of content out there. We were just so busy in the shop during that COVID season. It was just, it was so hectic. And uh, we did feel bad about it. But our first priorities, of course, was our work, you know, to get the work done here at the AMS shop. And that's why I said, now this year we need to stay on schedule because just like you said, people are, are expecting to see that, you know, that next episode at a certain time. And when it doesn't happening for a couple of months at the time, it was interest. But keep that same time frame to keep their interest of what's next and what's coming up in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. But to your point, you know, when we were going through the pandemic, I actually just had um, Scott from Bowfishing Extreme on here. And he actually yep. mentioned you guys and was saying during that time, you AMS was like, his most consistent supplier and he just was sing, singing your praises like crazy. So, um, yeah, that's definitely, you know, people noticed that you guys were, were prioritizing that. That's great. Yeah. And, and Scott does a great job of, oh, yeah. of his business down there in Missouri. It's just, he does what he pushes through his, his place there is just unreal. He does a great job. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. What a, mm-hmm. what a, what a great guy. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's kind of transition. Um, you know, you guys have been crazy busy. I mean, I think you're crazy busy every year. You guys are going all over the place, filming, you're podcasting, you're building reels and bows and I mean, all kinds of stuff, but 2022 has been no different. You guys have been super busy. Why don't you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the highlights of your 2022 season? Well, it all starts out with a, a schedule, a plan schedule of what we need to get on film, what we need to show the the audience. But also with that is a big job responsibility right here at the AMS shop. And we actually had a big transition uh, year here in the last year and a half with Derek. Um, he's kind of taken over one of my jobs as he was doing a lot of scheduling for the employees out here in the shop. Um, so I know he's been very busy learning that. We went through some new systems here. And, and Derek really has a, a, a pretty hard job of making sure that the employees have work to do when they come in. They look at their tablets, um, make sure that there's enough product to build those numbers. So he's really busy on that end of it. And I'm a little more busy on the social media side of it, um, going on trips, going on and filming and um, film editing and working with Carbon TV and doing the YouTube um, video podcast and stuff like that. So we each have kind of different roles here. We don't get to go as much together as we'd like to, but that's just because of the jobs that we have here. But um, we always want to cater as much as we can to the um, social media part of it. I know um, Derek is more on the Megamouth side of things, yeah. and I'm more on the AMS side of things, but We've had a really busy year this year, and um, and I'm really glad because we kind of got away from a little bit of that. Just because, like I said, we were so busy here at the shop, we didn't have time to go 
filming in different states and, and doing all that stuff. We're now, we've got more help here. We've got a media crew that follows us around on, on a lot of our trips. So um, we're, we're looking forward to keeping this train rolling into next year as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So quick question for you guys. Um, I know a, a lot of people kind of wonder about uh, the partnership between AMS and Megamouth. Are you guys together? Are you separate? Um, why don't you guys just talk a little bit about that relationship there? Sure. So I uh, guess, Cody, it all started here. We started doing um, some R&D work for the Megamouth back in 2013 was the first year that we were able to find data that we had collected as far as having physical R&D products to uh, create this reel. And just for, for anyone who's wondering, AMS owns Megamouth, but Megamouth is a completely separate product line. All right, we've got different different product line, uh, different websites, the, the whole deal. It's, um, it's designed and manufactured by the same great mind that brought you all of the time-tested AMS products. Um, but here, you know, over a decade ago, we started messing around. I wasn't even working here, actually. I've been here for seven years. But um, a, a gentleman by the name of Tim Marinas started designing a reel. Um, and over the space of five years, roughly, he was going back and forth. We tested all kinds of stuff. I started coming onto the scene a little bit there. Um, and back in 2018, we debuted the Megamouth reel. We just wanted to build a... Uh, fish hauling machine, you know, something that was just a complete step up from all the other spin cast style reels on the market. Um, Tim actually no longer works for us, so that kind of, I've, I've started to over that, that side of things, you know, I'm leading mouth builds. Wendy knows to do a lot of the customer service, but if someone calls with a, a detailed technical question, I'm, I'm loving to talk to guys about that. Um, a lot of the marketing and whatnot. Uh, the, it's really cool to see how the reel has taken off here in the last couple of years. Um, you know, it's at a price point that some people are a little bit like, hmm, you know, that's interesting, but I don't think you're going to find a shooter out there that isn't going to say, you know what, absolutely. It's worth every penny. It's made right here in the USA. We build everything right here in the shop. If you'd ever need, you know, a replacement part or something, we've got every single part of the reel here. Um, but yeah, I just, we get that question a lot. Um, AMS owns Megamouth, but they are two completely separate product lines. Um, you're going to deal with the same great people, the same great minds, but, um, so yeah. Just to kind of clarify that whole situation. Awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's two, two quality, you know, product. I mean, I guess I don't know if you'd call AMS a product line. It's a, a huge company. But, I mean, it just seems like everything that, you know, is coming out of AMS and, and Megamouth are just top-of-the-line quality. So that's that's awesome. Right. And that's the way that, you know, I started working here a little over 15 years ago. And that's the way the owners are, Cindy and Jeff. You know, they want to have that, you know, quality products, and then not only quality products, but products that are made right here in the USA. Right. And um, there's, I don't think you can, you'll ever change your minds on that. No, no. and that's awesome. Like, <laughs> it is. Like for example, like we have three Hanma lathes in the back. All of our bow fishing points, everything that that we machine back there, that's done right here in the shop. You know, if uh, if you're on the phone with Wendy or Alyssa, they walk out into the shop, boom, there's a Honda lathe working 303 stainless pumping out Anchor FX parts, you know, by someone who works here. That's just, yep. uh, I, I'm always very proud that we do a lot of stuff right here in shop. Right. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, that's huge. And, uh, you know, that, that quality comes through on, on the, uh, the buyer's end and, and yeah, just, just great, great deal you got going there. Cool. Yep. 
yeah, why don't you talk a little bit about this uh, this filming crew that you got following following you guys around and some of the shoots that you were able to do? I know you talked a little bit about it on your podcast, but would love to hear a little bit more about that. Sure. Yeah. So we, I'm um, trying to think, Matt. How many years ago did we start getting in contact with Red Shutter? Three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. We, um, we, the media crew that we have is Red Shutter. They'll follow us around on, you know, we'll, we'll try to set a certain amount of trips every year, and there's always a couple of them that get added here and there. Um, the guys over at Red Shutter do a great job, Blaine and Rob and John. Um, so, like for example, we'll have a couple of trips planned out that we'll do. Like uh, for example, this earlier this year, Matt and I went down to Kentucky and Missouri. Um, they're located in Little Rock, Arkansas. So we met them over there, uh, down in Kentucky. They drove from Little Rock. We drove here from Wisconsin. Um, and we'll try to, we'll just try to game plan with them before we leave. We'll talk to Cindy, the the owner here, and we'll get a big list of things that we want to knock off while we're down on these trips. Um, and I'll always say to people, as as much fun as these trips are, and don't get me wrong, they are a blast. You know, it's it's not just going down and just shooting fish and having you know, a, a fantastic time. That's all we got to do is shoot fish. There's a lot of content driven, uh, product videos, taking certain panel pictures for a catalog, getting certain aspect pictures for, for different things that we can use as selling points. There's, um, I know you'll agree with this, Matt, you know, you'll shoot a nice fish. Well, guess what the next hour is going to be you get into different areas and take a picture of that fish doing product videos with that fish. Yep. And it's all, it's all really fun. And it was really nice to have red shutter there to be behind the camera doing that kind of stuff. They're fantastic with the camera work and everything that kind of really opened Matt up, especially to be able to just focus on doing what he does best going down there, creating fantastic content, good social media posts, um, taking cool pictures. So yeah, we've been with red shutter here for a while and they do some website work for us. Like I said, they go on these trips, take cool pictures, video. Um, but yeah, since they, since they joined, I think that our, our content, especially, digitally has definitely stepped it up a notch yep yep and and not only is it you know video that we're getting we're spending hours doing photo shoots in certain areas we've got a really cool place that's got the sunlight just right the water looks good there's no wind and um we'll spend you know an hour and a half doing product shots um fish shots you know just different angles of everything so um yeah, like Derek said, it's not all about going down and just having a good old time and, and shooting fish. Um, and Red Shutter Media makes it nice and easy for us. We work together great together. Yeah. They know kind of like when I'm ready to take a shot, they know that they need to be recording. Um, we kind of work together real good. We gel together real good. But then, you know, Red Shutter might come with us on three trips here. And then the other one is working ourselves. Right. Um, you know, we've got a, a lot of camera stuff here. We've got a lot of GoPros, a bunch of Nikons, uh, Fusions and stuff like that. And we're doing a lot of filming ourselves. And um, it just makes it so much easier because we can get so much more content that way when we go. Because every time we go out, we're taking the cameras and everything along with us as well. Because, you know, Cindy is always looking for pictures for the catalogs the following year, certain types of, of um, product photos. And then along with that, we need to get different people in those pictures as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll go on a trip like Kentucky, and I'll I got um, some friends on it, and I'll call up and say, hey, you know, we're gonna go out filming this day and, and photos that day. You want to bring uh, yourself and a couple of your friends just so we get those different people, you know, so it's not always the same people in the pictures. Sure, yeah, that's uh, man. You know, 
on the on the outside looking in, I think a lot of people don't really realize how much work goes into. I mean, exactly like you guys said, it's not just going down there and shooting some fish. It's like you guys are working right. down there, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not much sleep. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> because and and it's funny when Derek's not much sleep because we might be out till you know three o'clock in the morning, and then. The prime time to get your most beautiful pictures are at sunrise. Golden hour. The golden hour, you know. So we got to get back out there. We might look like crap, (laughs) but we got to get back out there and get those prime time shots because that's what Red Shutter wants. You know, they want to have those those great looking photos in there as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you guys are talking a lot about, you know, the product sh- shooting and, you know, getting photos and stuff for that. So when do you, I mean, like, so this carbon TV deal, are you doing that? Like, are you trying to kill two birds with one stone or is that like a completely separate outing when you're filming for that? Um, we'll do it in this, for the same thing. Um, we'll go out and do some filming for... Carbon TV, we'll get our destination shots, our destination elements, um, you know, getting to our locations. Um, what are we doing? Some intros and stuff like that there. Go out and do some filming, get some B-roll shots, shoot our fish. But then we'll probably stop for, like I said, if we get a good fish, like Derek said, we'll stop for a good hour, hour and a half on just that one fish and try to get that one magic picture of that fish. Um, so, so yeah, we're trying to kill two birds with one stone all the time, for sure. And um, Carbon TV was was brought in last year, or last year a little bit talkings, and this year we went on board with our episodes in, uh, I think it was the end of March or the 1st of April. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but definitely we're trying to kill two birds with one stone every time we go on the water with those guys. Awesome. And it sounds like uh, you guys started off with a bang on, on Carbon TV. Is that right? Yeah. I think I think something that we were looking at, Cody, again, kind of like how I was talking about the, uh, the podcast, we wanted to be first with it, to have it and claim that title as being the first people to start doing that. We kind of had the same process um, last year when we were looking through Carbon TV. We're kind of like, well, there's not a show dedicated to the sport of boat fishing. Uh, Carbon TV is awesome outlet for, for media outdoors. Um, there's a ton of whitetail shows, open water fishing. And we're like, man, these people would love to watch a bull fishing show. Um, so like Matt said, I think our first, our first episode aired in late March, early April. And, um, you know, we're kind of tracking along, looking at our analytics and everything. We're like, wow, you know, this, this is doing really well. And we actually put our podcasts up there as well. And, uh, We'll be looking at the views for a certain episode and we'll be like, wow, this, this is crazy. You know, we've only been on Carbon TV for a month or two months and we're getting 10,000 people watching an episode. Then we got 5,000 people listening to the podcast. And here actually, um, Matt brought it up here in, in early August, we, we got an email that we were being nominated one of the top four fishing shows. And we're mm-hmm. like, holy cow, this has completely, this is, for me at least, it was, it was way more than what I thought we were going to do, especially with it being our first season. You know, we really were only... April, May, June, July, August, you know, four or five months of content. And it was really cool to see how uh, that, that market of people really latched onto our show. That was really rewarding to see. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's super awesome that uh, it just picked up so quick. You know, it's it's just another another benefit, 
you know, for the bow fishing community, you know, to get more people exposed to it and watching it. And, you know, I, I mean, maybe you guys created a bunch more bow fishermen because of that, you know? Right. And that was one of our focuses when we went to Carbon TV was to, as surprising as it is to, to us that bow fish all the time, there's still a lot of people out there that don't know a lot about the sport of bow fishing. Yeah. And that was one of the venues that we wanted to reach out there when we went to Carbon TV were the people that didn't know a lot about the sport. So in, in mind with this, we wanted to make the videos to show the excitement of the sport of bow fishing, but to also make them, uh, you know, like little teaching videos as well. Why are we doing this? Um, and then as much as we can, we, you know, we try to show the, the cooking of the big heads, the cooking of the alligator. Um, we were just out with Corey Brosman. Uh, shooting stingrays, and we grilled a bunch of uh, stingrays up because they're, you want to show that for the bow fishing that we do. You know, a lot of, lot of us, a lot of people out there think that bow fishing guys are just a bunch of rednecks that don't give a crap about nothing, mm-hmm. and that's so far from the truth. You know, it re- really is. It's so far from the truth. We do care a lot about the sport of bow fishing. We do care a lot about the outdoors in general, and that's what I kind of wanted to bring into the carbon tv was to show that part of both both fishing yeah absolutely that's uh super super important to uh Mm -hmm. to show the world you know i mean it's exactly like you said i mean i i don't know how but at some point we got this bad rap as as bow fishermen that you know we just don't care but i mean exactly like you said it's just not true right it's so far from the truth i mean i would never want to belong to another group like the bow fishing group um, you know, you might not get along with somebody out there and you might be on the water and have issues or they might have issues. You're going to go over and help them no matter what, you know, it's just a really great community to belong to for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, uh, we did an episode about, uh, when we went down to the U S open and we told a story that was exactly to your point. You know, we, we broke down on the side of the road and the lady that stopped said the only reason she stopped is because we had a bow fishing boat behind us, you know, like we take, we take care of each other. So it's awesome. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. There'll be times Cody when um, like we'll have a booth somewhere. I remember, I remember when we were down, I'm not sure where it was, Matt. We were at one of the best pro tournaments. You were shooting the tournament. I was running the booth and, um, you know, down south, it's 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 so big down there, and we'd be sitting in a Bass Pro Shops with a big bow fishing booth. There's bow fishing boats everywhere. There's a huge tournament going on down there, and you would be blown away. You know, people walk that Bass Pro booth and go, "What? This?" <laughs> we'd have like a highlight video playing out front, and there'd be people just gawking at that TV, like, "Oh my gosh, this is crazy!" And it's just it blows my mind that these people are. You know, they're, they're from down south. They're at a Bass Pro. You know, they're obviously into the outdoors somewhat, and, and there's still some, like, a lack of, of bull fishing knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that kind of always comes back to the root of why we want to have good content and have good shows just to kind of expose people to the sport, you know? Absolutely. Super, super important, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, well, you know, before we move on to what's ahead, I want to take one more look back into your 2022 season and talk a little bit about uh the tournament that you guys put on in may your big 20 um sure talk a little bit about how that went 
It was uh, a doozy. It was a doozy to begin with. I'll tell you that much, Cody. Um, we we always had the when we brought the tournament back here to Wisconsin. Um, we we've been having it here at the Marshall Fairgrounds, which is ten miles away from the AMS shop, and it's a great facility. Um, indoor weigh-ins, or not an indoor actually, it's a covered pavilion and a large parking area out there. And uh, come to find out, three weeks before our event, um, one of our employees drove around the fairgrounds and the area where everybody parks and the roads that we use were completely torn up. Yeah. And keep in mind, we've had it booked for like a year at oh, this point. Geez. Right. Like, we're expecting to have it there. <laughs> Yikes. Yep. And so I was like, oh, boy, I better go over there. So I went over there, and I get there, and I'm greeted with just – Piles of black dirt in the parking area. The road that goes through for our lanes and stuff is completely gone. There's there's earth-moving equipment everywhere. I'm like, oh, boy. So I asked him, I says, are we going to be able to have this in, you know, two and a half weeks? He goes, I can't guarantee that. I'm like, well, guys, you we, let us know. <laughs> we had this book for over a year. you got to let us know this. This isn't a little tiny event, you know? No kidding. So we were running around trying to figure things out, where we're going to have it now. And at this time... A lot of areas already booked up for summer events. And um, we came up with a plan to have it here at the AMS shop in the industrial park in Stratford. Uh, we got some big roadways. Uh, we figured out a, a, a weigh-in area. And I tell you what, Cody, it was um, probably one of our smoothest run tournaments that we've had now. Um, Takeoff, I think there was 87 boats in this year's tournament. And all 87 vehicles were out of the industrial park in six and a half minutes wow. at, for takeoff. And um, weigh-ins, uh, we start weigh-ins at 6 a.m. And for the first hour and a half, two hours, they kind of go slow. Um, but once you get around at 8 o'clock time, the line is super long of people you know, coming through weigh-ins. We have two weigh-ins going at one time. And uh, we were completely done with all the weigh-ins. At uh, I think it was ten after nine in the morning. Wow! Um, the awards and everything were all done by I want to say ten thirty, and uh, it was just super smooth. And I, everything that I heard was just great feedback on on the event, being that we had to move it so soon to our scheduled event, and everything just ran really great. Um, Derek was out there um, doing some work, and I'll let him talk a little bit about it as well. Yeah, I think for as for as chaotic as the final two weeks before the event were, I think that all of us were just a little bit shocked with how smooth it went. Um, you know, we were, for a while there, we were looking for, oh, where else can we have it? Is there another venue that's open? And you're talking the middle of May, beautiful weather. Every big area is booked up with some kind of event going on. Um, so I know, Matt, you were on Facebook doing lives, showing people what to do, showing their current situation at the fairgrounds. Um, yep. We, we kind of had everybody roll in here. We decided to have it here at the shop probably, what, a week and a half before the tournament, yep. roughly? Yep. Oh my um, so now totally different parking, different areas that we're going to have food, different area to set up our shop. And um, I think it went so smooth that we might continue to here here out. It really went off without a hitch, and it was – I was so proud of how everyone here at the shop who, who worked the tournament, we all communicated with each other. Matt does a fantastic – and everything up for that tournament, and uh, it was really cool to see us all pull together and, and kind of have you know no issues at all, if you will. Right, and that's also a big hats off to all the teams that are in it as well. I mean, these guys 
a lot of the guys have been coming to our tournament for, you know, 10 years. They kind of know the routine. Um, but, but all the teams do such a great job of knowing what to do, knowing where to go, knowing, you know, fish disposal, um, you know, the, the calling stations. Yep. It's just, everything is just so cool. And I, and I really hope that, I think that everybody really enjoys the AMS Big 20. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a good time. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh I'm going to try and make it work to come over there this year, you know, being being a bow fishing guide, that's like prime time for trips, but right. I've heard nothing I've heard nothing but good things about the tournament, so I got to get over there and check it out. Absolutely. We'd love to have you over here, Cody. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Well, yeah, let's let's uh now talk about what you guys have going for the rest of the season. It's kind of coming to a close. But you guys have at least one big uh, trip left. Why don't you talk a little bit about what's what's left for 2022? Heck, yeah. Um, I'm looking really forward to this year. I always get excited when I get to go down and, and chase some big game alligators for bow fishing. And um, I applied for a gator tag, you know, you know, four months ago, three months ago for Florida. And um, I was lucky enough to get drawn. And when you get drawn, you get two tags. And then... Um, Along with that, one of the guys from the Red Shutter Media Crew is in Florida, so we had him apply for tags also, and he got drawn as well. So we have four gator tags um, coming up here at the, uh, the end of September. And um, the really cool part about it is I'm going to be going down there, and I'm going to be meeting up with Jana Waller, who has uh, Skullbone Chronicles on the um, Carbon TV as well. She has uh, some phenomenal shows out there. And um, she's going to be joining us. So we're going to be filming for AMS. We're also going to be filming for her show as well. But then the really cool part about this, Cody, is we're going to be taking two of the office gals down there, uh, Wendy and Alyssa. And the reason we're doing that is because they take a lot of phone calls this time of year about the equipment. How does it work? How do you mount it? How do you tie this? How do you do that? So we're taking them down there to experience bow fishing for alligators and the reason we do that is because now it's going to you know they're going to know right away what to explain to somebody when they call in um and that's one thing that's really cool about you know the ams is when you call here you're not talking to you know someone from a foreign country or, or a machine right you're talking right away to winnie and Alyssa. so that's just going to give them more knowledge and feedback on the gator hunt and um one thing that I really, really enjoy about the Gator Hunts that we have been going on here, the last one, is um, I met Billy Lawson at the ATA show, and he invited me down. And, you know, you get this a lot. People always want to, hey, come down and go bullfishing with us. Come down here and go bullfishing with us. But the thing that caught my, caught my attention with Billy was he showed me a video of them using a speaker system that was playing baby alligator sounds. And he showed me a video of this, them getting all set up, they're calling, and the grass is like parting like King Kong coming through the water. Yep. And this like giant 10-foot alligator comes crashing through the grass, and it slams the side of their boat, and I was like, I need to do that. And um, it, was, it was so cool because we set up on the second day I was down there, and we started calling at 5.30 at night, and... Right away, we had a gator coming from about 200 yards away, and it got to within about four yards, and I took a shot, and we got it. 
and it was so cool than just your normal running and gunning, looking for, for, for alligators at nighttime. Um, and now another thing that's going to make it even better now this year is now you can hunt 24 hours around the clock down there for gators. And I really like that because when we used to film for gators years ago, it was just at nighttime. And you didn't get a lot of great content at nighttime because they don't have, their lights are very, very dim when you're looking for gators. Uh, not like your general boat fishing boats where you have the, you know, a lot of light shining in the water. And it just didn't give very good content. Um, and that's why I really like this style of boat fishing for gators because you get to see the gators coming from a long ways away. And now with the, being able to shoot 24s around the clock, it's going to even make it better. And um, I am super pumped up for September 18th to come. No kidding. That sounds like a trip of a lifetime. That is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Wow. It's really fun. And, and actually, years ago when I, when I shot my gator, I got a couple gators down there. Um, you take the gators to a processing plant, and just like, you know, here, and I'm sure in Minnesota, when you take your deer in, you just say, I want this, this, and this, and um, we got the meat back, and we had a big old alligator potluck right here at the AMS shop, and we deep fried a bunch of it, and all the employees got the, you know, try alligator, and it's, we really, you know, like doing that type of stuff. Full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh... That I mean, it really just rounds out the experience, you know. That that is so right. so cool, so cool. And if, you know, if anyone wants to go um, check out that, you know, just what we're talking about here, some of that footage from that trip on our Carbon TV episode from this past year, we've got that all yeah videoed and and, and um, you know we've got that all down. It's, the video is really cool to explain, you know, kind of the speaker system what they're using out there. It's so yeah, feel free to go check that out too if you guys are listening. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, for one, am definitely going to go look at that because that sounds awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, you know, as we kind of come to a close here, um, I thought it would be awesome if you guys each could share, uh, you know, a memory or a story of uh, something that happened to you when you were bow fishing, you know, whether that's, you know, somebody fell in the water or your biggest fish or just a memorable night. Um, yeah, what do you guys got? You lead this one off, Matt. I got to lead this one off? You take from your endless, endless stories. <laughs> oh, Cody, I could tell you a, a whole, whole bunch of ones. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> wow. I think some of the most enjoyable things that I do, Cody, is, you know, all the all the fish and shooting the tournaments are, are a hoot and a blast, and I truly love them. But I think... Honestly, some of the most enjoyable parts are going to different bodies of water, seeing how I can, you know, get on the fish on those bodies of water, and then meeting different people from all around different states. And I became friends with so many people just because of bow fishing. But honestly, it's the kids' events. Um, I truly love going down to Kentucky to the Jared Ashmore Youth Tournament. The memories that I have from taking kids out when they were seven years old to now where they're 16, 17 years old and seeing those kids again when I go back down there and to see their growth and to see all those kids that are just so excited and happy uh, when, when all these bow fishing boats show up down there to take the kids out for bow fishing. Those are some of my fondest memories of all these kids that just, you know, want to get their hands in the sport of bow fishing. And they're so happy to see, like I said, everybody that comes down there. And honestly, Cody, those are some of my most memorable things about the sport of bow fishing. 
Absolutely. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of your Cody too. Uh, which one, which one I'd go with, you know, something that really stuck out to me. And we actually just discussed this on our recent podcast, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell the story again. You know, I'm, like Matt mentioned earlier, and I'm doing a lot of the scheduling here at the shop, you know, and we have a, a fantastic crew of people that work here at AMS and, you know, all day long, people will be putting together, for example, quiver clamps or pinning points to arrows. They're building the equipment all day long, and they don't necessarily always get the chance to see how that equipment is used all the time. Um, and we used to do it every year. We, we skipped a couple of years there, but this past year we had employee bow fishing. And uh, Matt, you took out a group of people that first day that we went down there. It looked like they had a complete blast, uh, just a fun time. And it's just really rewarding to see someone who maybe they sit down and they're, they're building arrows all day long, all right? And maybe they haven't used that before. All of a sudden, now they can go and experience exactly why do we bend these barbs at this angle? Why are we putting this thread on this tip? You know, what, what is the advantage of uh, Anchor FX or Anchor QT? It's really cool to see them kind of experience that firsthand. We had, um, when, when we went out, we went we, with two of the girls in the shop here, Aaron and Olivia. Neither of them had gone before. Erin hit her first fish. Like, I'm not sure if she shot a bow before, and she hit her first fish that she shot at. That was just amazing to see in her reaction. Um, by the end of the day, I'm pretty sure Olivia was a better shot than I was. She was shooting fish left and right, you know, pointing them out way before we were seeing them. Um, you know, we, we'd bring the fish in the boat and, and take the fish off the arrow form and whatnot, and there'd be times where she's like, okay, hurry up, there's more fish up here. You know, she, she totally loved it. It was so cool. And, and kind of rewarding just to see these, these people who don't get to do it necessarily as much as Matt and I do get out and just see the joy when they're shooting fish. Plus, it was the buff spawn here in Wisconsin, so <laughs> that second day was just bonkers. <laughs> it was just <laughs> wild, you know. So that was – I just kind of relating to Matt with these kids, you know, um, it's, it's really cool to see the employees here go out and have fun with the equipment that they're handling all day long. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's super cool, you guys. And, you know, it's I've kind of noticed a progression uh, that a lot of us go through. You know, I mean, you get into bow fishing and you just want to shoot as many fish as you can. You love it so much. And then you kind of transition into, okay, now I want a really big fish. I want to get a really, really big fish. And then once you get past that, then it's exactly like what you guys are talking about. And it seems like the most rewarding bow fishing experiences are you know, helping other people to experience the sport. And I, I think it's so cool that, that you guys are, that's where you're at right now, you know, and it's huge. It's so, it's so cool to see that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that, and it's no different. Exactly what you're talking about there is no different. It's the same thing in hunting. It's the same thing in the outdoors, you know. Absolutely. So, yes, there's definitely a pattern there, Cody, that you see uh, exactly what you're talking about. Awesome. Yeah. That's, uh, mm-hmm. what a cool, what a cool common thread. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Very cool. So I, uh, I think this was a, a super great conversation. Um, you know, talking to you guys about bow fishing and a lot about getting other people into bow fishing. I, I think, I think that's just really great to, to hear about and to talk about and, and hopefully it'll encourage listeners to, you know, kind of take that next step into, you know, getting some kids, some neighbors, some other family members, whoever, getting them out in the boat or on shore and uh, getting them to experience the great sport of bow fishing. Um, Yeah, just a a great conversation. Um, 
Why don't you guys give out your where they can where where listeners can watch some of your videos or buy some of your gear or listen to your podcast? Um, kind of just give them you know where they can find you guys. Sure, sure. Well, first, if you're looking for a product, um, a lot of the your local archery shops, some of your bigger chain stores are carrying AMS gear. If there's nothing around, you can visit the AMS Pole Fishing website as well, um, and of course, Instagram is uh, a good social media site. We post a lot of cool reels on there. And uh, Instagram is more of a, of a funner, a fun part of our highlights. So, our highlights and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you can go to the AMS Bowfishing's YouTube page, and that's where we have a lot of teasers. And then we have our video podcast on there. But then we also have just a ton of product videos on there and how-tos, uh, you know, tying the line to your, your to the safety slide. Um, how does this point work versus a different point? The retrievers, the bows, we have a ton of, you know, product information out there as well. And then um, you can find our, our AMS bow fishing episodes on Carbon TV, which uh, you can, there's an app for that. You can download it for your phones, uh, Roku, Fire Sticks, and you can also get it on your desktop computers as well. And then we also have our podcast on there, our video podcast, and then just our standard audio podcast as well yeah um so that's a couple places that you can find a bunch of amf stuff uh, all over the place and if you guys are looking for that podcast you know on apple Podcasts or spotify the ams bullfishing buzz right check out the podcast right. there and we got we have facebook too we're posting stuff on there as well so um yeah. and from a from a megamall side of things kind of like what matt said youtube we've got all kinds of videos on there pretty much anything that you need to do to your reel we've got a video for it you know replacing lines fools Fostering upgrade kit, whatever you need. Uh, we've got Instagram and Facebook on there too. Um, and feel free if anyone's got any questions or anything, just want to talk bull fishing. Feel free to shoot us a message, and we'll be we'll be more than happy to to help you out. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks again, guys, for uh, for jumping on the podcast. I really appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for having us on playing hooky, Cody. Yeah, thanks, Cody.